you are listening to Welcome to the Other Side, the podcast for parents navigating the turbulent waters of divorce and getting their footing in a new land. I'm your host, Meg Gluckman, certified coach and divorced mom of two kiddos, and I'm ready to share strategies for how you can move on from your divorce, how to co-parent without drama, and how to thrive in your post-divorce life. You are not alone on this journey. There's so much we can share together. Let's jump in. Hello, friends, and welcome back to the podcast. I am so happy to be celebrating with you not only the last episode of 2023, but also my 100th episode. I can't say that I was for sure that I would get to 100. Who knew when I started this podcast out that it would keep going and you all would keep listening and sharing your feedback with me and that I would continue to find more and more topics I wanted to talk about and people I wanted to interview. Who knew? But here we are at 100 and I am so proud of myself and proud of this podcast and so grateful to all of you and to the so many, many people that have come on and shared their stories, shared their lives and shared their wisdom with all of us. It has been such a highlight of my year and really last couple of years to get to meet so many very, very cool people. I was going through the whole list of podcast episodes and looking back at what was recorded at the beginning of 2023. And it just, like my heart was just overflowing to remember back to each and every one of those conversations. I just interviewed someone this past week and that episode will come out in January. But one of the things we talked about was nervous system regulation and how to use breath work to help us calm ourselves when we've been triggered so that we can respond to our kids or our co-parents in a way that we're proud of. And when I was looking back over the podcast list, I was just smiling because the first episode that I published of 2023 was with Megan Callis, all about breath work. And so I love how themes just kind of keep coming back. And just clearly, it's such an important thing to learn how to regulate our nervous system to be in our bodies more. And I I just love that it continues to show up in all the folks that I interview. I also was reflecting on the different things that I've learned from each of these people. It's just such a gift, such a gift. One, one thought came to mind when I interviewed um, Micah Hansen, who has Teen Forward, and let me find her podcast episode. I'm forgetting which one it is now. And I remember her teaching me, oh, it's number 93, that um, I brought up I brought up that my teen doesn't really love when I ask her a lot of questions. And I remember Micah saying, well, do you like being asked questions all the time? And just, oh, 
that just hit so close to home, right? It just landed for me that, of course, no, like I don't love to be bombarded with questions all the time, especially at the end of a day when I'm exhausted. And yet here I am doing that exactly <laughs> to my child. Um, but that's just like one example of a nugget that I have learned from someone else. I can't begin to even tell you when I had Karen Bunnell on, she was episode 87. And we talked about her book, The Co-Parenting Handbook, and some of her other books as well. And she gave the analogy of the two highways that go through Seattle. We have I-5 and then I-405, and how they kind of are joined at the bottom of a lake, Lake Washington, and then they split and one goes around the east side and one goes around the west side and there's these bridges across and then they kind of rejoin at the north end of the island. I'm sorry, of the lake. And she uses that as an analogy of like, so you've been parenting together and that's the kind of where, where both uh, highways are together at the bottom of the lake. And then you split and now you have two households and the kids are going back and forth over these bridges, right? But you're really becoming more and more independent and you need a period to really establish what is life like in your house? What is, what is it like when kids are with you? What is it like when they're not with you, right? And so we kind of separate from our co-parent creating our individual lives and then at some point when those are really well established, there might be a point where there's more of us coming back together. Um, and Karen talked about her example of um, really reconnecting with her co-parent when her grandkids were born. And, you know, that was when their, their, their highways kind of intertwined back again. Um, but so, yeah, so many gems from her about just being a good enough parent and lowering our standard and recognizing that our kids need to feel safe and seen and loved and secure and wanted and that, you know, whether or not they have the fanciest clothes or are getting you know, the most complex nutrition with all their organic veggies and so forth, like that's not as important as them really just being seen and safe and secure and loved. And we can, we can lower expectations for ourselves as we are going through a divorce and then after divorce, and really anytime we're parenting, right? Um, we also had on some really great, um, parenting coaches. Um, Tommy Geary came on to talk about dads. Uh, ben Pugh was on to talk about um, dads, but really parents working with their teens and like how to have better relationships with your teens. Um, we also had Amy Beheimer on. Hi, Amy. Good friend, Amy, um, to talk about Thriving with Autoimmune Diseases During Divorce and Beyond. That was episode 83. Um, and 
she's just a gem. We had just met each other in a networking Facebook group and it's so fun. Like we've connected and stayed connected and she's just one of those gems of a people that I'm going to get to have in my life forever and ever, which is just so awesome. Um, we also brought on specialists uh, that that really know a lot about the divorce process, whether it was uh, mediation with Erica England um, or family and divorce lawyer Elise Bowie, right? I love Elise was probably the first person who said on the podcast that it's not divorce that harms kids, but that it's conflict that harms kids. And when we are able to take the conflict away from the kids, even the kids that are now having to adjust to new schedules, having to adjust to, you know, two homes, having to adjust to potentially a, a less financially stable or secure or vibrant um, economic status, that still they are resilient and they will be able to survive and thrive as long as they're not being kind of caught in the middle of conflict. Um, and I just really appreciated Elise emphasizing that. I also have so many fond memories of doing podcasts from the trail for you all. And I loved every time I would get an email or somebody would comment on something on Instagram or Facebook about how something really landed for them. I, that just made me light up inside. And so often <laughs> there was some snippet from one of those podcasts from the trail that really hit home for you. And I just love that, love that so much. Oh, and I remember too, when we had Mary Wagstaff on, she is a holistic alcohol coach. And we talked about really focusing on what you want more of in your life versus what you're just trying to avoid or minimize. And I think that is a reframe or a focus that is so important as we're going through a divorce and post-divorce that we can spend so much time focusing on what's not working or what we don't want. And we're not really putting our energy towards what we want to create and what we want to build. And I just loved that conversation with Mary as well. She is such, such a gem. Um, I did have Susan Short on who talked about mortgages and how that's such an important piece for going through a divorce. And I'm definitely going to bring you another conversation in 2024 with a uh, divorce lending specialist because I've been learning more and more about how important it is to think about mortgages, think about buying properties, selling properties, refinancing as you're crafting your divorce settlement. And that there's really a lot of intricacies in the language that you use in that settlement that can affect your ability to refinance or buy a new property later. And it's kind of constantly a changing game, uh, mortgages and lending. And so I really want to bring you um, another specialist who can update us on all that good stuff. I would love to hear from you all too. What 
episodes landed with you, but even more than that, I want to know what you want to hear more of. So if you have some ideas or you just have questions, like I really want to know about this. I don't even know, you know, who a specialist would be or how to even frame the, the question entirely, but this is the general idea feel free to drop me a line. I have a little contact form at the bottom of my website, which is meggluckman.com. Drop me a line. Just say, here's an idea for a podcast, or I'd really love if you could touch on this. And I will definitely, definitely consider it. Oh, I'm also remembering when we had Alyssa Johnson on, who is a fabulous, a fabulous woman who lives near me and has a travel advisory business. Um, and she came on to talk about solo travel after a divorce and how that can be such a eye-opening, identity-empowering kind of adventure and the way that she does her trips for women so that they feel totally supported and yet still able to kind of stretch into their new identity post-divorce. There are just so many good episodes. As I scan through the list, I just want to talk to you about all of them all over again. But I encourage you, if you missed any, go back, check them out. If there's a subject that you want to dive into, there's probably an episode. If it has to do with co-parenting, if it has to do with divorce, if it has to do with mindset, um, there's probably an episode that touches on whatever you're looking for. I want to share with you... One exercise that I do when I want to reflect on the year. So like I said, we're celebrating the 100th episode right now, but I'm also celebrating the end of 2023. I'm just a few days away as I record this from the solstice and dang, it is dark these days. And I can feel in myself kind of a heaviness with the darkness. Um, I crave being outside in the light whenever it's around, though, as you all can imagine, we do live very close to Seattle in the Pacific Northwest, and there aren't always very many sunny days at this time of the year. And I can also notice in myself a tendency to just to think that things aren't going well or I haven't accomplished very much for this year which is funny when I just went through the list of all the episodes we've recorded. But I have an exercise that I do that helps me reframe the year and puts me in kind of a celebratory mindset and gives me the gold that I want to take from this year and carry forward with me into the next year. So I call it my list of what I learned and loved. All right. And what I do is I start making a list and I challenge myself to come up with 100 things that I learned or I loved from the past year. And I don't try to do this all in one sitting, though you totally, totally could. I just have it as kind of my journal prompt for a few days in a row. Some days I might only throw five onto it. Some days I put down 25, it's just kind of whatever I'm in the mood for. And I just let it, let it rip, see what comes up. And 
I always get such a kick out of this. And I love saving this too and looking back on it in previous years, right? And remembering, oh my gosh, that's what I did in 2022 or 2021, right? Um, I'll read you a few of mine. So <laughs> I don't know why, but my brain started with all the different software that I learned this year. And I was surprised, but there's actually a lot of different software or tools um, that I learned. One was CapCut. Um, for those of you who do a lot of video editing, um, I taught myself how to use CapCut and now feel extremely proficient in it, which is pretty awesome. Um, I felt a lot of disappointment. Like I learned how to feel and be with disappointment. I healed a broken heart at the beginning of the year. I settled into my love of helping on local elections. Uh, this is probably the third or fourth year that I've helped on some local elections and I actually really love it. And now I think going forward, I'm gonna plan on just keeping in mind that September and October, especially right up to the November election date, um, that I wanna have space in my calendar to help on elections. It's important to me, I love it. I learned a ton about collaborative law and I shared a lot of that with you all. I had an amazing trip with my kids to Vancouver over Thanksgiving. Um, and one of the big highlights for me was um, renting bikes and riding bikes around the city with my daughter on all Vancouver's bike paths. She's, <laughs> she's tall enough now to ride the adult bikes. And it's just so fun and so freeing and such a neat thing that we get to do together. I started adding cauliflower to my smoothies. <laughs> I know that sounds silly, but that is thanks to Amy Beheimer, who was a guest and, you know, is a pharmacist and knows so much about health, especially around autoimmune conditions. And she was really encouraging me to get more and more veggies in and gave me the tip of adding cauliflower to your smoothie. And you don't taste it, but you get a whole lot more of the fiber and the goodness from the cauliflower. So that's pretty cool. On the food note, I also mastered fettuccine Alfredo and peanut sauce this year. <laughs> Both my kids love, which is just like so cool. My family also learned and got addicted to a card game called Cover Your Assets which will, will go down in history. I can't tell you how many nights we have played this game. The kids love it so much and they're so good at it. And it's just like so fun. And you don't have to tell them, but there's a lot of math in it too. So that's awesome. <laughs> I also found kind of a new level of peacefulness for myself around money. Like I became more and more a friend to my money situation, my financials, um, my willingness to look at them, to calculate things, to know what I want to make and to save and to spend. Yeah, just a lot more friendliness between me and money. There's also a number of people that I really deepened friendships with. 
I shared with you a bunch of the new people that I got to meet this year just through the podcast alone. I feel like so many new people have come into my life and I have deepened relationships also with folks that were already in my life, a handful of like super, super special folks. And I'm so grateful for that. I had some major, major insights into my co-parenting and my kind of long-term parenting vision or parenting goals. And they were all lightning bolts. And I think Karen Bunnell shared that term when she was on the podcast. Lightning bolt revelations. So it wasn't that I had been chewing on this idea about co-parenting for a long time. And then I finally came to a resolution. It's like all the work that I've been doing around feeling good about my co-parenting, feeling steady in how I parent, like loving my decisions, loving how I show up as a co-parent, like all of that work kind of was happening. And then one day I just had this realization about my long-term vision for co-parenting. And um, that was like super fun <laughs> to see that that things are evolving even when I'm not intentionally putting a lot of work towards them. I also think I got much better at staying even keel when my little guy would have kind of an outburst. So he's going through whatever developmental phase he's going through where he can be triggered, right, pretty quickly and kind of go from zero to 10 very fast. And in the past, I really think I've almost always, like I would say like 90% of the time, I would be triggered as well. And then it would blow up into a big thing. And, you know, we would get through it and we would repair, but I was definitely like caught up in it. And what I've noticed this year more and more that I don't get triggered. And instead, like he has his thing. I help him take some space, you know, use his techniques that he likes for regulating his nervous system and coming back down, right, until he can kind of like rejoin us. And then we talk about, you know, resolution and repair there. But I'm not triggered. And I would say... <laughs> I'm not giving myself a perfect score, but I would say it's probably 90% now that I'm not triggered. And I'm just so proud of myself for that. And that's just a lot of practice, lots and lots of practice, lots of coaching, lots of processing after the fact. Okay, how, how do I want to have done that? Is there a way that I want to do it differently? And a lot of loving on myself. I think this year I've gotten even better at just being super kind to myself, super loving to myself, focusing on like taking care of how I'm feeling and not adding shame onto my plate. I think I've started seeing more and more clearly where in the past I have shamed myself, like I should be better at this or I should know how to do this by now or I shouldn't need support or I shouldn't, you know, want or I, I don't deserve what I want to ask for, those kind of things. And now I'm just like a lot more gentle on myself and trusting of, 
you know, what I want, what I need. I'm also super proud of the adventures I went on this year. A group of friends and I went really high into the mountains and the Cascades and did some amazing hiking. I also did some camping on my own. Um, and that involved a lot of skinny dips in very cold rivers in Washington state. Um, and I loved it and I'm so proud of myself for doing it. So I am only halfway through my list um, that I've only written up to number 49 so far. So I still have days to go of adding to this list, but I invite you to join me. Um, take a minute to reflect on 2023, what you learned, what you loved, that will set you up so that as you go into 2024, you can be excited about what's possible because you can reflect back and see all that you created, all that you made possible in 2023. <laughs> Getting my years confused. I am excited to continue on with the podcast with you all for 2024. I've got some changes in mind. I've also got some really fun new guests in mind, and I look forward to Continuing to help, especially those of you that are co-parenting or going through the divorce process, I'm here for you, here for you. So again, if you have any feedback or you have any ideas of what you'd like to see on the podcast, hop over to my website, meggluckman.com, and down in the contact form, just drop me a little note. Let me know what you'd like to hear about, and I will talk to you all in 2024. Thanks. See you. I hope you enjoyed that episode. If you would like more support in your life during or after your divorce, I encourage you to hop over to my website and check out the resources that I have there. I have an awesome class called Fearless Co-Parenting that you can download. It's chock full of strategies and mindset work that you can apply to your co-parenting relationship today for things to start feeling easier. If you want to work with me live, you have two options. I have a bi-monthly co-parenting support group that you're welcome to join. Or if you're craving one-on-one -on -one personal support and are ready to make some big changes, then you can sign up for my private coaching program. Lots more information on both offerings at my website, meggluckman.com. So go check it out and see how things can get a little easier, a little more peaceful, and a little more fun. Bye for now.